So. All right, well, uh, man, it's, it's good to see you guys this morning. Um, how is everybody? Um, I know that most people don't like the rain. Chris gives me a hard time every time it snows or rains, like, Tony, quit. It's so good to have the moisture. Um, uh, it's just a, a huge blessing. So um, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I think most everybody has uh, Tony Martinez. Um, one of the, uh, the elders, the, the pastors, uh, the shepherds here um, that um, walk with you guys, um, pray for you guys, and um, uh, hopefully you do the same for us as well since uh, um, we are led by the same, um, the same king as you all are and uh, need his mercy every day. So um, we are starting, um, well, not starting, we are in uh, the beginnings of uh, the chapter of, um, or the book of First Peter. Um, Chris kicked us off last week, uh, and uh, we're, we're uh, going to be going through um, First and Second Peter, uh, kind of uh, line by line, and just see what the Lord has for us uh, through, through this book. Um, Chris kind of gave us the outline of where we was at, or where First Peter uh, was written, who it was written to, some of that. I'm sure I'll touch on a little bit of that um, for some context, and um, we'll, we'll just be, like I said, going over this and, and seeing what the Lord has for us this morning. Um, before we start, uh, let, let's pray. And, and um, I pray this morning as well for, for myself in this, um, to calm nerves, to rely on, on his power, not mine. Because um, honestly, that's the only way I'm up here. Um, those of you that know me, this is not my strong point. But, but through him, um, all things are possible. And um, so uh, just pray for that. Pray for that the message is heard and that um, and, um, even in, in my deficiencies, um, the gospel is proclaimed, and um, because again, it, it's in His strength and His power. So let's 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 uh, pray, um, Father God. Again, we we, uh, we just lift uh, all this praise to you, Lord. Um, in in um, first of all, Lord, I just uh, I'm, I'm always in tune to to what you uh, you give in the moisture. I know it sounds small, Lord, in, in some ways, but it's not. It's huge. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for those that are here. I thank you for your word that you give us. I pray, Lord, that we, we become more in tune because of your word with, with you, Lord, that that relationship is always being built up, that this walk that we have um, on, the, on the here and now, Lord, is just um, foundationally built on you, that, that anything that comes in this world, Lord, that we, we are ready to stand, um, not because of who we are or, or our strength, Lord, but because of you, Lord, and how you've revealed yourself. Um, I, I pray that that is um, always um, in us, that we see your love for us, and in turn, Father, um, we, we, we love and we just put our trust and our faith solely in you and in nothing else, Lord. Uh, we love you, Lord, and we say these things in, the, in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, First uh, Peter. Um, so this book, if you really start diving into uh, different studies um, and, and discussions about this book, um, there, there's a lot of talk about suffering, um, a lot of talk about persecution, um, things that are going on in, in, in these times. And, and these are things that I don't think we fully understand that type of persecution. Um, however, I do, I do feel that we understand suffering. We understand um, um, the things of this world, the, the darkness of this world. And so I think we can relate in some ways. But what's great in this message is, is um, even through this darkness, to see the church flourish, to see God's people um, uh, to move through this. Like, 
Like that gives us hope. That gives us power in, in Christ and, and, and what he says and who he is and, and, and what's going on. So in this time period, um, there's this Roman emperor, um, Nero. And, and I would say he's more of a kid than he is anything else. Um, kind of put into this, um, this power at a, at a young age. Um, I wouldn't say he was led well. Um, he definitely has some issues. Um, and, and in this, just some, some things that are, that are not well um, concerning um, Christians. Um, a, a bad man in the, in the form of like, man, he, he, uh, he ended up murdering his mom. He ended up murdering his first wife. It's talked about he probably murdered his second wife. Um, just overall well. Um, there's suspicion <laughs> that he lit um, Rome on fire. And this was a great fire that lasted for like nine days and, and really hurt the, the town. Well, in this, um, uh, to, to cover face, he ended up uh, um, blaming the Christians. Um, blaming people that um, are going with this, this new way and, and putting some of that blame on there. And so not only do you have this way that's, that's upcoming and it, and it goes against the darkness of the world and people don't understand it and, and they look at it strange, you've also got this, this bad time in, in the Roman Empire um, with, with this uh, Emperor Nero. And, and he has some, some bad things going on. <sighs> So this persecution that Peter's writing about and, and these things that he's trying to give these people hope for. Some more context. I, I, I had heard and, and I've read that, you know, people were dipped in tar or pitch and, and were put on a stake and basically burned alive to, to give light to the cities of Rome. That was some of the persecution. Um, I had found out that um, animals were slaughtered and their skins were draped over human beings and set out for, um, for wild animals or dogs to come and eat them, to attack them. I would have to imagine that these animals were probably, um, uh, probably uh, put to the side to be hungry, to make this even that much more of a, a spectacle to go after these people. Um, these, these are types of darkness, types of persecution that, that people were going through, like just ugliness. If, if anybody ever says that, you know, we live in the worst of times, I challenge them to look back in history. Um, man has always been flawed um, ever since we, we first um, chose ourselves over God. We see what choosing ourselves does. And, and it goes to show it's, it's always been there. It's, it's just ugly. It's, it's horrible. But that is a little bit of the context of the time that these Christians were facing. Um, the way or um, the belief in Jesus, being called a Christian, um, it was not sought after. Um, so to go after something like this, like I'll tell you guys right now, like this was for real. This wasn't just go to church on Sundays and, and come here uh, six days later and just like they live this. Um, and, and there was a tremendous amount of um, persecution. But you know what's more important? is there's tremendous amount of growth. Um, during this time, the church flourished. Um, as I would say, in, in looking at it, as, as the darkness or Satan was ramping up to try to squash the power of, of God, the, the light just dominated. It, it just crushed even more. Um, so that's encouraging. Those are encouraging words to think about. 
that even through um, these horrible things that I discuss, that, I, that man, I can't even fathom, um, Christianity flourished. So that's where we're at uh, in, in just a little bit of context. And so today we're going to be studying um, chapter 1 of First Peter. And we're going to be looking at verses um, 3 through 12. And we're going to see where the Spirit leads us with this one on, on, um, on where he's going. Um, I had a couple different areas going. Uh, the Lord said this morning, uh, this is a different way I want you to go. So uh, no script. We're, we're seeing where the Spirit leads us this morning. And, and hopefully um, um, things are revealed. So um, again, First Peter chapter 1. And we're going to be going through verses 3 through 12. Maybe I better get out of the way a little bit. Um, so what I'd like to do is I'd just like to read it. Um, all out, uh, get our hearts ready for it, and then we'll go back and we'll see what the Lord is, uh, has for us. So, uh, starting in three, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found no result in praise, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not know, now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of the Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. In the things that have now been announced to you, through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So, again, we, we have this, um, this message, this, this letter from Peter. And um, you have these hard times that are going around, these times that are real. Um, and and, and you, you get this, and, and you... The phrase you see is, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Um, you, you write off the message, you're, you see this. Praise God. And, and how, started things, how things started to change a little bit this morning for me is, where do we get that? Where do we get this, this encouragement that First Peter is, is talking about here? This blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you have to start thinking, like, it's really, honestly, the gospel. So I, I talked a couple weeks ago about um, um, the disciples in the boat, um, Jesus up in the, uh, in the boat sleeping away, a storm comes, and things are just getting chaotic. The disciples are chucking out water. They're, they're probably trying to keep the boat afloat, and they'd look, and Jesus is sleeping, and there's probably some anguish, like, what is going on? Why is he sleeping during this time? And I asked the question, what, what are we putting our faith in? Is it in ourselves and, and our ways on, on to keep that boat afloat? Are we looking to Christ? Well, you have to ask, where does that, 
where does that faith, like this gospel message that we talk about, you hear it all the time, go share the gospel. The gospel, the, the, um, the definition that, that in, in the church atmosphere. The gospel is go share the good news of Jesus. Go share it. You come to the point that you have to say, well, what, where is this good news? And you have to ask yourself, well, in this good news, there must be bad news. There must be something going on. And there is. Um, I talked about it here. I can talk about it in the world we live in. Um, from uh, the chaos that's going on every day in, in, um, in, in our weather that sometimes happens that we hear about the tornadoes um, to the chaos of um, uh, our election point in, in where we live right now. There's, there's just constant chaos. There's constant brokenness in, in where we're at. Man, do you ever just lose your train of thought mid-sentence? <laughs> I just lost it. Give me a second here. Oh, the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. A huge thing that you have to stay focused on here. Um, we have tons of bad news. Where did this bad news come from? What happened? Why do we need a Savior? Why do we look to these things? Um, you know, we, we were built different as God's creation. Um, I've discussed this before with you. That when God made us, He made us distinct. He made us in, 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 in their likeness, in their image. Um, in that, we had the choice to accept God or to deny God in, in, in a lot of ways. We had the choice to believe in who he was and that he had our best interest in mind, or we chose honestly to become our own God. Um, every single one of us has chosen to be our own God at one time or another. We've chosen to pick our ways over his ways and, and, and you see the result in this. In this great gift that he's given us to be able to see him for who he is, because we can see his goodness, we can see his light, we also mess things up. When we chose anything but him, we basically chose death. We, I mean, he's the author of life. So anytime you don't choose him, you choose death. This has been fractured for all time. Um, we are in desperate need of being rescued. And, and if you don't believe that, like really, uh, talk to people, look outside. Like if your life just seems to be going well, praise God for that. But really there is fallenness, there's brokenness in this world. It is fractured. We yearn for a day that comes that is not like the way it is right now. So we have this, 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 this situation we're in. And every single one of us know that it's not correct. Every single one of us, whether you're a believer or not, knows that this is not well. The, the death, the disease, the fractures, the broken marriages, the, the things that are going on in this world is not well. And, and when we pray, we yearn, we pray for that to be fixed. Lord, please take this, this cancer away. Lord, please take um, the, this pain away of, of, of losing my job. Like, please provide. Like, there's all these fractures that are going on. We yearn for that fix. So we start looking into things. So we have this bad news. And we have the gospel of Jesus. All through scripture, it points out that this will be fixed. There will be something that comes. And we have this, uh, the, the, the Bible that talks about there will be a Messiah. And he will come and he will fix everything. Unfortunately, at that time, um, we were not thinking right. And, and a lot of us, um, a lot of the uh, 
the people of the Old Testament um, were expecting it to be fixed. Things changed. I'm going to come in. I'm going to conquer um, Rome, and we're going to be a holy people, and you're going to uh, uh, respect us. All these different things, worldly type things. Jesus came, and, and what did he come to do? He came as a servant. He, he did come and he saved. He saved every one of us um, from, from the brokenness. But he done it in a way that we didn't understand. Um, praise God that we have this. We're allowed to see and understand. He came and he showed us a couple things. First of all, he showed us that sin is serious. That anytime we choose anything but him, it's, it's bad news. He's shown us that through, through the cross, the punishment that we all deserved. Um, it, it was shown in a real way on the ugliness of our sin. But the other thing he showed us is through that ugliness of our sin and the reality of it, you also see love in it. Who does that? Who, it talks in scripture, who takes on the punishment for someone they love? Rarely at all will someone go to death for someone, someone that they love. What was that? Only movies? Um, we were enemies of God. Remember what I told you, we, we pushed him to the side and says, you don't know better. Um, we've got this. You said don't eat the apple. We didn't really believe you. We ate the apple. We, done, we, we, we became our own gods and we pushed God to the side. We become enemies. and We chose death over life. He died for us while we was at our worst. We were true enemies of God. That's when he said, I do. Now, do you guys get the love in that? So we see this, the seriousness of sin. We see the seriousness of choosing our own ways. But after that, we see the deep love that he has for us. So once you start grasping some of this stuff, once, once you see that we're lost, we're broken, there's fractures in the world, and we're desiring a Savior, and, and we've been shown this Savior, the Old Testament prophets prophesied about this. Here he is. He's here. He come as a different type of, of ruler than we thought. Um, but he come in the best type of ruler that we needed. We, we needed this. We needed salvation from ourselves. Not from Rome. Not from Iran. We needed saved from, from the Almighty. Because we, we, had, we had crossed that line. So we come. He saved. Again, we, we weren't quite prepared for that. Even though the Old Testaments were saying it left and right, we were, we were thinking more in worldly terms. Again, what do we got to hold on to this hope? So we hear of all this. It was prophesied. If that ain't enough for us to, to, to really grasp Jesus, here we are 2,000 years later. Guess what? It hasn't changed. Um, I talked about this uh, maybe a month or so ago. List anything in this world that stays the same especially something that's man-made. If this Christ thing is man-made, and this would have to be an all-time record, let alone how many, um, how many documents we have that uphold his word, how many things out there that show this is not 
um, man-made. This is, this is nowhere near man-made. We have this hope. And that's what's going on here in 1 Peter. Peter, yes, he's seen Jesus. He, he was there. But could you imagine Peter? Um, he doesn't quite understand everything that's coming from the Old Testament prophets. He's, he's getting filled in little by little um, from, from Jesus. But here it is. He really doesn't have the test of time that we have. You know, some of us um, kind of like, man, how would it be to live in Christ's time? To be walking with Jesus. To be going there. Like, and, and them guys are probably like, how would it be 2,000 years later to see all this stuff go on and Christ proclaimed? Like, talk about building faith. Like, we have so much to build our faith off of that, that others in, in past time would probably be, like, in some ways jealous. Like, look at this. Look at all everything that's come to pass and come true, and it's still here. We have tons to go off of. Tons to be like, like Peter here as he was walking with Christ and seeing these miracles and seeing the resurrected Jesus. He comes, and he's offering this letter. He knows what they're going through, knows the persecution that they're fighting. And he comes, and he's, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God that he come and he saved us. There's everything, all this chaos going around in the world. There's people being um, burned alive, all these things. And praise God. And it goes right here. Here's the gospel. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Not a dead hope. A living hope. What is a dead hope? Uh, I can list a few. Uh, I had hope in, in my past. It was... Uh, it was my job. It was my truck. It was as long as I keep that truck clean and this, that, and the other, it'll provide for me. Um, it could be different things. It could be our family. What is my hope in? Well, as long as my family's okay, I'm good. No, those hopes are, are non-eternal. They don't last forever. We have a living hope in Christ. He's alive, and it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And get this, we, we had mercy. He... he, uh, he um, had mercy on our souls. You know, we deserved one thing. Uh, I talk about mercy and grace here, um, here and there, and I think you guys have heard it enough, but in case you haven't. Mercy. Um, I, I wronged you guys. I come in, I broke into your house, I took something of yours. You call the cops, you call the authorities, um, you come, um, at the end of it, the authorities say, all right, what do you want? What charges do you want? You have every right. You guys, in the mercy, you guys say, let him go. You practice mercy on me. Jesus does the same thing. Practices mercy on us. We deserve death. And he says, wait a minute. No, no. I forgive. Your, your penalty is death, but no, I took that for you guys. I, 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 I have mercy on your souls. Goes on here, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Here's grace. Mercy and grace. Hear these churchy words all the time. Mercy. Again, we just talked about mercy. Let off the hook. Forgiven. Grace. Getting something like that, like being invited into a home. So I wronged you guys. I come in, I don't know what I, I, I stole something from you. I don't know. I, I hurt your guys' home, um, your family. You guys forgave me. You didn't, you didn't press charges. And then you say, you know what? Come on in. Let's have a meal together. I want to share my family with you. I want to invite you into my family. What? Are you kidding me? I just, I just harmed your family. 
That's grace. So it talks about it here to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, imperishable, can't die. It's forever. Undefiled. Wow, without sin? This is the gift you're giving me? It's, it's, you're giving me an imperishable life without sin and unfading, meaning there is no ending. There's no timeline to this. It's unending. Kept in heaven for you. Remember, folks, we are not home. We do live as exiles. It talked about it in First Peter, or chapter one of uh, verse one of uh, chapter one of Peter. We are not home. We are in a land that's not our own. We are in a land that uh, Satan has certain powers. The darkness and the rulers of this of this area do have certain things. But remember that that Jesus is stronger. Um, he's with us. He's got us. And this is only for a little while. We're going to see Peter saying that more. Um, five. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. He's got us. He's guarding us. It's God's power through faith. Do we hold fast on Him? Not in anything else. Just Him. No matter what this life can throw at us, do we hold fast on that? He guards us in that type of faith. He's got us. And then again, the gospel again. In this, you rejoice. How can you rejoice during a time of persecution and suffering? There's only one way. To know who your Savior is. To know that He's got us. That we do live in a fractured, broken world. And one day it will be redeemed. It will be made right. Peter, understanding that there is real suffering going on, there is real things that are going on. So he's talking about this rejoice. He goes on here, Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. No doubt, as Christians, we read throughout time, that it is not a prosperity gospel. It is not do this, this, and this, and this, and your life will be blessed to the utmost. Um, that type of blessing that is talked about a lot is, is a worldly type, um, materialistic type blessings. It's not talked about in Scripture at all. The blessings that we receive is something that don't fade. It, it, it is, as talked about before, imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. So even for a little while, we're in darkness. We, we know that this is just a short period of time, that the time to come is real, and that this pain, this ugliness that we sit in is, is not going to last. I like how Peter here puts, if necessary. That struck me, and it made me pause for a minute. Sometimes we go through things, and I'm, and I'm sure some of us has raised the fist to God, saying, why? Why am I, why has this got to go through this? Why is that person, um, why does they have cancer? Why are they fighting? Look at them. And, and again, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and try to claim that I have every answer for, for what God is doing. And I don't. If necessary, 
I look at that in twofold, two ways. Talks about lower in here about um, about gold that perishes though it is tested by fire. So in that, that's an analogy of using that you apply heat to gold to bring out the impurities, to make it 100% pure gold. When it when it's hot and it's melted and all the impurities are out of it, it'll give you a glass-like reflection with no darkness in it. But I had to go through that refining fire to to get that way. It just doesn't on its own. So, and, and again, I don't know every circumstance, um, but let's just think about that. What if some of the things God is trying to run through us that is trying to burn out the impurities, trying to make us see that he's got us and not X, Y, and Z that we may put our faith in. So if necessary, if necessary to, to purify us. The other side of if necessary. We don't know what our trials, what our tribulations do for others around us. The faith that we show, the strength that we have, can be so overwhelming to others, so um, gospel preaching to others, that it's encouraging. It makes people stand back and look. What in the world? This is unlike anything else in this world. You stand and you bless somebody, you, you praise somebody over something that you're going through. We just don't know where, where this is going, what God has for us and what God has for the others next to us. Moving on into seven. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, than per, excuse me, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This tested of genuineness of your faith. You know, I sit back and I was talking to Maggie this morning. And how many of us have gone through things where you thought there was no way out? How many of you raise your hands that are still sitting here today? Like, think about that for a minute. As horrible as those times were, as hard as they were, would they let you see, would, that, would, would you be able to see Christ in the way you see Him now if some of that didn't go on? So this faith, the, these struggles that we have, like again, I can't give you that those are the answers, those are the reasons, but there is a lot of that that did happen. Um, I, I shared with you my, my, um, my struggle with thinking I was having a heart attack, which the Lord revealed to me as anxiety. What? I don't have anxiety. Lo and behold, I do. I overthink the world. Um, but through that, even though I don't like it, I, I, I don't like sometimes how the Lord built me in that, in that anxiety. I'll tell you that uh, he used that to open my eyes. He used that to, to find him. Like, um, and I'm so glad that he revealed himself to me. Moving on into eight, you know, Peter's uh, trying to encourage them. Like, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. A lot of the ways, you guys, that's how we are. 
you know, we haven't physically, tangibly touched him, been around him. But we see so many things that is more than just our physical sight, our physical touching that he gives us, that builds our faith. Through the trials that some of you guys raised your hands with, that are still here, that you know, to just what we talked about before, the gospel, the brokenness of the world, and the good news of Jesus to save it, to bring us back into relationship with him. We are filled with, with, that, with that joy that's inexpressible. So, and, and one last thing I, I, I wanted to talk about in closing, and then and this goes on through the rest of the verses. And, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to go back and, and get some of the thoughts that come to me on this. Um, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. In these things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So we have this hope for things to be fixed, this, um, this anticipation of his return and, and everything to be um, made right. I come to this conclusion. I, I, uh, the, uh, the Lord revealed to me in, in sharing our faith. Can you imagine if these prophets, they concern themselves more and more with searching and inquiring of the exact time that Jesus was coming and they never wrote down and shared the message that was coming. That's something to think about. There's some that have put a whole line of study into end times on trying to figure out when, when he's coming back, all these things. Um, someone once told me, and I, I can't remember who, but guess what? We are in end times. We've been in end times since Jesus left. It's the definition of end times. To sit here and try to study and go over everything and try to figure out exactly when he's coming back, what are we doing? What are, and also selfishly, are we not um, keeping the word, the message from others? Imagine the prophets not sharing with us what we have. This hope, this, this message that we have, this testimony, this prophecy of seeing Christ come. I liked how it said to them, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. That's something we have. So if we have this, this faith, this trust in Jesus, that he's coming, are we sharing that message? Do we love one another to share? Do we love as Christ loves? I challenge you today, this hope, this joy that we have, this faith that was talked about a couple weeks, about, uh, a couple weeks ago on that boat, that as we come and we, we look and we build that faith and, and Christ is growing us each and every day. I pray that we start looking more and more to others out there that don't have this hope, that are in this world just as you are, but with, without it. They, they're in darkness. They don't know it. They, they gave deep down, they know that this is not right. They know that there's something amiss. 
but they don't have Jesus. Think of that when, when you're dealing with some of these people during these, these times. Have compassion on them. Walk with them. Don't beat it over their head. Um, I'll tell you, that don't go well. Um, you've, you've got to love first before you can share the message of Christ. Um, you, you really do. You really have to care for, them, for, the, for the people before you can share that message because it's going to come off in arrogance. It's going to come off as um, uh, holy or less than. Like, and so think about that next time you go to share this hope that we have. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for that, for that hope that you, you give us. We thank you for what you did to save us, what you did to mend this fracture that we, oh boy, did we do a number. But Lord, through that, I mean, it's an unexpressible love that you have showed us. To have life, to have life abundantly, to have life tomorrow no matter what, like, Lord, that is just, that is mind-blowing. That we, we, we chose other besides you, but yet you still pursued us. Lord, I thank you for that. I praise your name for that. And as Peter shows here, Lord, I, I, through all persecutions, Lord, I hope and I pray that when those come, that we all have our foundation on that rock, which is you, Jesus. The rock that just don't get moved when the storms hit. We thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.